on this week's episode of Third and Forever. Kevin and I have a very special Zoom guest, uh, Matt Anderson. He is a host of the Vikings Happy Hour and climbing of the Climbing the Pocket Network. He's also a writer for the Vikings Wire and former contributor for the Daily Norseman. We had him on. We talked to him about, I don't know, 45 minutes, like close to an hour, about yeah, like all 55. of... Yeah, yeah, basically his whole fandom of the Vikings, and then we really got into the draft, his takes on that, uh, mainly the Vikings. We talked about the Packers, and then we talked a little bit about the major stuff in the NFL. Uh, so we got all of his takes. Uh, that's going to be the the bulk of this episode. It was just me and Kevin, um, and... Uh, no mayo coffee. No, no, no mayo coffee. Unfortunately. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of an intro here, but then we're going to get right into the interview, and then we're going to go into our personal draft takes at the outro of the show. All right. Let's go. Episode Third and Forever presented by Ten Thousand Takes. I'm your host Adam Oz, joined always by my co-host Kevin Olm and not producer Dustin Luco. It's it's just the OG crew here, He's absent. Yeah, absent again. What if we replaced him with with the the producer before him? Uh, yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah. Shit, what was his name? Uh, Jake. Jake, that's yeah, right. There yeah, we go. Jake, Jake yeah. was great. Shout out, Jake. Sorry, Jake, yeah, Jake. Jake. If you're listening. <laughs> Jake was great. Yeah, he was he was awesome with the clips. Uh, our producer now doesn't even like do any of those our that I'm aware now of. Sucks. Yeah, um, but yeah. So he's up. he no Dustin in studio or in the interview. Uh, he had work obligation, and so he is not here this week. So it's just me and Kevin. Uh, we had a great, great interview and great chat with uh, with Matt Anderson. It was super. We we're supposed to have him in studio, but then he actually had a, a work thing too. Because you know we all have jobs, and I get it. I'm. But when some people have a work thing, they still they make the, the they show. still make the show. Yeah, yeah, right. Dustin, that's that's where it's like, all right, come on. Uh, you can see where the priorities lie. Um, but Matt, yeah, he we had him over Streamyard, and so it was. Uh, you know, he said he wants to next time. You know, always great to hear a. But you know, next time we do this, I definitely want to be in studio. So that's that's yeah. He said he'd call us. So that's yeah, good. He let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we we mainly talk as I mentioned in the intro, uh, mainly focus on the draft. We talked a little bit about what the Vikings have done, kind of up till then. He is a a Vikings fan through and through. Uh, so we talked mainly on that. But then we did touch on the Packers, and he had some actually some nice words to talk about with Jordan Love. But we'll we'll leave that to it. Um. I think uh, with that, let's just get right into the interview with Matt Anderson. All right, we welcome on first time on the pod. Uh, we have uh, Matt Anderson, uh, Twitter handle at Matt Anderson underscore eight. Uh, he is host of Vikings Happy Hour under under the Climbing the Pocket Network. He's also a writer for the Vikings Wire and former you know frequent contributor to the Daily Norseman. You might have seen his his articles there. Uh, Matt, welcome on the show. Thanks for having me, boys. It's uh, I'm glad we could make this work, though. I wish I could have been in studio with you. Um, but like you guys said, pre-show, we all have these day jobs that we have to do for some reason. Yeah, and, I, uh, I had a meeting right up until the end and I couldn't I couldn't get out of it. So oh, here yeah, we are doing it 
via you know, via webcam. Opinion. I don't think you really need to see the studio. All the decorations in here are pretty offensive to me. So yeah, it's pretty great. I, <laughs> the best is especially the one right behind you. Yeah, you can yeah, see right above Kevin's head. Kind of just like and, shitting, and that's scene. his usual spot. Yeah. So it's great. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's fitting. Wonderful. It's a happy yeah. accident. Yeah. Um. All right. So Matt, this is this is your first time on. So we're gonna kind of start things off. Just. Get some history about you. You know, what kind of you're obviously you're a Vikings fan. Mm -hmm. uh, shocking if you weren't, if you were a writer and, and consumed the Vikings the way you do and you weren't a fan. But uh, that would be actually more impressive. I don't know. Um, so what what's your fandom history? I mean, where how, what caused you? Because God knows we don't choose to be a Vikings fan and no one does. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that unless you really just wanted to hurt yourself. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so how, what, what's your history with the Vikings? Yeah. So uh, my grandpa was a season ticket holder back in the day. And so when I was younger, he would always take me to games. It would just be probably four or five a year between my brother and myself. And that's really where the fandom started uh, back in 98. I feel like that's a pinnacle time for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, Randy Moss, coming onto the scene and it was just so fun but if i would have known how much pain and suffering it would have caused me at that age i probably would have just said no i'm good i'm gonna just pick a different team but yeah it started back then and uh i've just found myself always wanting to talk about it you know it, it just comes with the territory and probably oh man it's probably been seven or eight years ago i started dabbling into writing a little bit more um realized that writing isn't my favorite thing in the world to do so talking about it is just a lot easier so started up vikings happy hour uh under climbing the pocket which was about three years ago and yeah it's 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 been fun uh covering it makes it even harder sometimes just because there is so much pain that goes along with it in in some of those years especially like the last two before we got O'Connell and Kirk, man, those were just some tough ones to cover with, yeah. with Zimmer. And, but, but talking uh, makes it better, right? Like that's, that's where we kind that's of, that's what we're led to believe. Part of our podcast too, is like, you just have to vent into a microphone. Yeah. Yes. It gets I, a little I will say, so we originally are before just recently, we've switched to recording our shows on Mondays before it was on Wednesdays. Okay. And our, our rationale for that was because when we record during our in-season stuff, uh, if you're not familiar, we do a the first half is basically recapping our team's games, uh, and then we'll spend the latter part, the last part, previewing the next week. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like one of those things where we we don't have two episodes a week, so we have to kind of cram it in one. And that we 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 thought it was like, all right, it could be a little easier to kind of get the promo stuff. But we're like, well, majority of our shows are recap, and Yes, while it is nice that we can maybe sit and give ourselves a time to collect, it's probably a little bit more entertaining to get that raw emotion of having to record <laughs> and like s express your thoughts about maybe a heartbreaking loss yes. not even 24 hours later. So I think I mean, I don't, I, I'm excited I, to see I how had that emotion. Goes. I don't know what you were doing. Oh, no, I, I had emotion too. I was very at the very least, we were, like so, some answers may come out at that point. We might find out after the fact, like, Oh, why this player played so bad, or something like that. Before it's you know the 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 speculation is not as not as ridiculous sometimes, but yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see how that goes. But I I, I you called a to a good point that while it is harder now that you're kind of in this world of writing and and speaking content about the Vikings and having to kind of articulate your thoughts, 
it is it is a little more painful, especially for a franchise like ours, where it's like it hasn't had a whole lot until recently to talk about positive things, especially for the future. Um, I'm obviously mm-hmm. you know very excited going forward, but and I like the prospect of that. But like you mentioned, the end of Zimmer was uh, Vikings Twitter was was a, was a dark place. Not as bad as Vikings Facebook, but <laughs> Vikings Twitter was can be still just a, a trip. And you're like, all right, I, I can't, but. <laughs> You have to do it. You got to do it. It's an obligation you, for whatever reason, we all just decided to sign up for. But uh, I love yes. it. It's, it's great. It's well, and, and you brought up a good point. The future is bright, finally. It's been a while since we could say that as Vikings fans, probably since 2017-ish. Yeah. But uh, when you boy, have Justin that, Jefferson. That, did that not live up? Oh, that was – we had a great couple I months. Know. I will say. God forbid that <laughs> happens again. That would just be terrible. <laughs> Yeah. So you're obviously you're a you're a fan of 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 Quasi and of yes. Kevin and you know you like the direction the team's headed. Um yeah. I mean so what was it that when it was the first kind of did you have a light bulb moment for you when they when they kind of came on? Like how early on for was it for you personally with them? Um it was pretty quick. I I think I just so I was a huge Mike Zimmer stan. Um I I can acknowledge that it was his time to go, unfortunately, uh, but I do think he was a good coach and clearly, right? I mean, he made that defense way better than what it probably should have been in that final season. But with the new transition, I was just, I, I fully bought in. I was ready to hand Kevin and, and Quasi the keys and trust them implicitly with whatever direction they wanted to go, um, knowing it would kind of be a new style for us. Like we'd been so used to Rick Spielman in, in seasons past. Um, even this draft made it so much more fun without Rick Spielman because we actually didn't know which direction the team was going to go. Right. Um, so I bought in pretty quick. Uh, the season last year, as crazy as it was, I mean, that didn't like give me a whole lot of confidence just because like I wanted more dominant performances, but still oh, I'm excited. <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Matt. But no, what's up? We- we had a uh, we, the whole season pretty much. We had a back and forth argument about the legitimacy of the Vikings. You know what their eventual thirteen and four record. And <laughs> I was over here with my DVOA charts going. I can't keep getting away with it. And, and yeah, yeah. Kevin Kevin discovered DVOA <laughs> last year. It was a very big moment for him. And yeah. what a year to catch on to it. He, he loved uh, to sh- every week talk about DVOA, but. But it it, yeah. it didn't it didn't it didn't mean anything when it helped my arguments in years past with no. DVOA. But but no. it means something when he brings it up or it helps. <laughs> when him, my so. team was fraudulent. Yeah, it, it should be ignored. But yeah, yeah. So I guess it, it was that like kind of a vibe that you had all last season, Matt, with the Vikings. Oh, yeah. you, said you just wanted more dominance. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, a win's a win, and you'll take it. And when they stack up at the end, the ones the teams with the most make the playoffs. So we had that going for us. But like you could kind of see it like all playing out in front of us. Like this is not sustainable. What is happening every single week is not like you cannot go into the playoffs with the best of the best and expect to replicate these type of performances. Now, I don't want to say I'm thankful we lost in the wild card round, um, but we would have got our asses kicked against San Francisco, like absolutely demolished. So I don't know. I was always kind of hesitant last year, but I was, I was enjoying it because it was such a crazy season. Like we've never seen anything like that. Um, yeah. But yeah. You, you, 
I mean, my spin zone for that was it was uh, I, I, my whole take was like, all right, well, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yep, that's right. We're fraudulent and it's doom and gloom. Right. I, I, I made a point early on and I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to I'm enjoying the ride. Let's be positive, positive vibes. And I was right. like, I mean, would you, you know, rather be hey, happy or hey, right? light lightning in a bottle season? Maybe maybe we're the team of destiny. That's what I was trying. That was the angle I was going for. It was a massive gamble. It was a Hail Mary attempt. And yes. it didn't land, obviously. But hey it made it more enjoyable for me personally, which, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's takes taking the wins that you can get for yourself. And that's what I was, that was my angle. Sometimes you take the hail Mary and your team takes the check down on fourth and eight. That's just how it happens. And you don't (laughs) have to dwell on it after the fact, but I'd rather do that than take the sack, but Hey, we won't rehash that argument. Let's rehash it. Cause I, I'm so like, I'm not a Kirk defender by any means, but I am like, I hate that that last season, his whole season is defined by that play. Like, because it was so or, the or opposite how, or how of everyone how he said before that, or how everyone said that was his best season as the Viking. That's what I love seeing like, the yeah. national pundits and the experts saying, Oh, Kirk Cousins, we finally saw him make the next step. And it's like, Okay, but he statistically had his worst season. Like, yep, what that that's where it's mind boggling. That's where you can tell these are just casual. Like, they see, Oh, the final score, they won. Kirk clearly must have done everything to win it. And that's why they won. And it's like, okay, that's, it's just lazy. And that, you know, it's, that's how it is. I get probably categorized or put in the Kirk defender camp. I mean, yes. I'm more of the, he is the most. <laughs> you organize for, the Kirk defender camp. <laughs> yeah. we got a meeting. After you make this, t-shirts actually. for the Kirk um, defender camp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I am in the camp that he is for whatever reason, the most picked on because he's the easiest target. And that's just, that's just the narrative about him. You know, I've got into it a lot with about Matthew Stafford and things like that of its opposite narratives between these two guys. Uh, You put up their numbers. They're all extremely similar, but Hey, one guy is never viewed as he's the one holding this team back. Or it's like, Oh, cause of his contract, which by the way, he's going to be like the 14th or 15th highest paid guy. So it's like, that, yeah, that's gone about? now. What are we talking about here? <laughs> the goalpost will always move, and I've accepted that. So you, yes. you, you mentioned that you're you're not the biggest Kurt guy, at least uh, how it is. So was that mean? And maybe we can shift the and segue this into the draft a little bit. Kind yeah. of, just, he's a Jaron Hall guy. We're, that's in the draft, Kevin. We're gonna get there. Well, you just <laughs> said we're going no, 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 oh, no, no. So I'm not gonna ask him that. Well, that's later. Um, what did you want? Was this the year that you were wanting the Vikings? Were you a team trade up? for one of these Richardson Levis well you know one of those guys <laughs> one of those guys well we before this is yeah, try yeah. to try to channel before Thursday night happened and we yeah. saw we before saw we saw it unfold and saw it unfold or the the Colts obviously snatching Richardson because I I was saying my my stance was I'm second you know we're, we've hit so many down the fairway kind of plays especially at quarterback and it's it's fine it's it's conservative mm-hmm. all right and you know you can you can win a, a Super Bowl without uh, a Mahomes, without yeah. a you know a crazy athlete like that. But it's it's like we've tried that, and let's try something else. So I was like, all right, I I've defended Kirk for years. I'm not saying I'm out on him, but now it might be the time to draft someone to develop. And one of those projects, like a, a Richardson or a Levis, I thought was going to be there at at ten to twelve, which one of them obviously was. One of them was there for a, a lot further than that, but. Um, I thought I was like, that's where I was. Where, where yeah. were you kind of going into Thursday night last week? So I was actually going back a few seasons. I was really big. Like, let's go get Justin Fields. 
when in that draft because he was so close um, to the Vikings pick, and it would have cost a lot less at that moment in time to move up and, and try and develop someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm always in favor of of searching for that next guy to be the next like Mahomes or Allen. I think you should always be looking. The problem with this year was we were just so far back in the draft. Like to move up to get an, a Richardson or a Stroud, we would have mortgaged the future. And I don't know if Quasey and, and O'Connell wanted to risk that. Um, yeah, they're basically tying their jobs to that. Especially to that in yeah. kind of a weak quarterback draft class. Right. Wise. Yeah, all of them yeah. had a knock. All, there, no one was a – I mean, some obviously had more knocks than others, but they all kind of had a glaring weakness that people like to point out. Or one maybe manufactured a little bit up with Stroud. I mean, well, I mean, there, there's a, a little bit. We had a guy that puts mayo in his coffee. Like, there, there were a couple things <laughs> yeah. going on with those guys. Yeah. Have you guys tried that yet? I've, so we, I heard about had, it, but I thought about doing it too. We had a bet yeah. going into it that we made a couple weeks ago. Uh, when we kind of, were I did see to this clip. Yeah. So we were, we were talking about if we were to draft Will Levis and if I were, I'd be lying. If I said, I didn't have sweat kind of starting to creep down my, my head. Can't be 23 that comes up. Well, yeah. Because I was like, all right, he is, he's just still just sitting there. We were yeah. just sitting there by myself. Cause yeah. we watched the draft together and, uh, we were at a buddies and I'm just like, all right, he's going to be there. When, when we got to like, I think the through, <laughs> We, we were pick. doing the math on who needs a quarterback. Yeah, and, and I was like, all right, yeah. we get through the Bucks, and like he's gonna be there unless a team jumps in front of us. So if we drafted or if we ended up with Will Levis, and I don't think we made a caveat saying it had to have been in the first round because no, he obviously all. he yeah. obviously when he didn't go in the first, I was like, oh god, the, the price now to move up for him would be a lot less, obviously, than going up 10, 13 spots. Mm-hmm. So I was a little concerned. I was like, I it probably won't be awful awful i mean i, I don't like know it'd be fine yeah. i feel like it's not hot that coffee i feel like it would kind of eliminate it's a lot just of like the a taste. weird creamer yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think i might try it someday the banana the whole banana is a little more psychopath <laughs> that's like a banana bread banana that he did i don't know if you saw that clip where he had no. a very, he had a very browned banana yeah and he's just sitting there also he's shirtless of course and he's just showing off he doesn't his, eat banana he's just shirtless. showing off the guns and he's just sitting there just stares doesn't say a word grabs the banana and just just bites into it like a carrot and then just <laughs> just goes to town on this whole banana this this brown I banana i don't think he really does that because he took a video to do that you know he, yeah like he was trying to make a headline there and it worked yeah but. he wanted to be in the second round i guess because clearly that's that's the reason why he <laughs> fell um so i have two comments off of that um, one yeah. i've heard of people eating like apple cores have you ever heard of that yeah i've heard but of that that's, Sounds that's pretty messed up too yeah. like yeah. The, I feel like I can give a pass on like the banana. Yeah. But like an apple core, mm-hmm. that's like messed up. Also heard yeah. like the the rind of a watermelon. Someone will actually like eat and eat chew it? on that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Some people I'm like, all right, they're just <laughs> it's a little too much. I get with food. Like I don't even want to this is a massive sidebar, but like, you know No, that's okay. I have another topic too I want to touch on. About the idea of how did we get into drinking milk? Like, I, I don't oh want to know God. the history of that, but hey, I mean, you, you said I've never so thought of that. I, I was like, it, it, it doesn't. I, and I like, I like, I like a nice glass of milk. You know, I'm like, I'm like Jim Harbaugh on that. And I just, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like that's, that's, that's where you, you see how the hot dog's made and you don't want to know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I might've ruined milk for you. I don't know. Maybe I did, but I don't, on, you know, back I, on what you were saying, you can go ahead. I don't drink milk that much. So you're not going to. You're not going to scare me away from it, but 
the other thing I wanted to bring up, because you you brought up the fact that Will Levis was shirtless in that banana clip. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice in the NFL draft how like every time a player was selected, they came up and they were either shirtless? Yeah. yeah. yeah or yeah. they just had these giant freaking coats, but like they weren't zipped up all the way. Like yeah. what who picked that idea out this year? That's got to be a new trend. A lot of skin. A lot yeah, of skin. It was a lot of, it was all like the big, like, defensive lineman type yeah. guys and stuff like that. And dudes that are, you know, pushing like 270 and they, <laughs> they roll up with like the suit coat and no shirt under it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a move. And hey, it's, we're talking about it. So I guess it accomplished well, we're, a bit. We're talking about it. And, you know, we'd never make fun of it because they'd kill us. Correct. So, like, not to their face. You can kind of try some fashion stuff out when you're yeah. that size. Kevin, yeah. Kevin has a list of people he likes to refer to as, uh, quote, punk bitch. And, uh, <laughs> Just Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald yeah, is, is only Aaron is, Donald. is this list. He's the whole list. And I'm like, you know, because he loves to choke people and he always call yeah. it. And it's, I'm like, I, I, I'm starting to think maybe he just wants to be choked by Aaron Donald somehow. I don't know. Aaron Donald wants to choke me because Aaron Donald wants to choke everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. No one out there. He doesn't want to choke. Yeah. So um, you, you were, you're always kind of looking, you know, for that quarterback. Yeah. Was there one and in particular that maybe you viewed as a actual real possibility. So we can go past the kind of the, the big four and we can include that fifth guy. Um, if we want, I was very against the just, fifth. Just say, fifth his, just say Hooker. Hooker, I, yeah. I was very against <laughs> say his name. Uh, say his name. He's on a different I, team. I, now. Didn't, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want him for the Vikings and I was very happy we didn't take him, but what are your, did you have anyone that you kind yeah. of had? I, I really liked CJ Stroud though. He was kind of falling. Well, I guess he didn't fall because he went number two overall, right. but there was no, all that speculation before. Yeah. yeah. Um, Richardson was fascinating. He's got all the traits. If you can develop them, um, can he get to that point of being an upper echelon quarterback? I don't know, uh, but those are two of my guys. And then I didn't really follow Jaron Hall that much. I knew we were probably going to talk about Jaron, but uh, I saw him at the senior bowl when I was down there. Wasn't super impressed. Thought he was pretty inaccurate. Um, he's also an older prospect, which I don't I don't understand how like people can criticize potentially going after Hendon Hooker in his age, but then we're like satisfied with Jaron Hall, who's also the same age. Like right. maybe it's just because of where we drafted him. But I mean he's got he's got potential. I don't know if he'll be a star in this league. Um, but he could be a good stopgap quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing we called out on our show the other day was this is just a really good opportunity for Kevin O'Connell and his coaching staff to see what it's like to develop a quarterback. So it's, it's kind of, it's twofold. Jaron Hall is going to get developed and the coaching staff is going to see the benefit of developing a quarterback. And depending on how this season goes, maybe that could influence them on, on, on the direction they go in 2024. Uh, maybe they make that move next year to go get a guy that they actually want to treat as their franchise quarterback. Or maybe it's been so good this year with Jaron Hall that they trust him to be the guy after Kirk Cousins. Or Kirk Cousins is still around. I think Ben Gessling said that a co- another contract extension is not out of the question. So, Right. Yeah, I saw that. I think he I think that was out today uh, where it kind of came out. We're saying, you know, based off Quasey's comments saying, yeah, they're they're obviously still looking at it, you know, even with the GM speak, like he's yes. still, that's still a very big possibility. And I, yeah. I think people are right, already being like, well, he's for sure gone if he doesn't get an extension this off season. And I don't think, you know, that's not necessarily the case. I don't, 
I don't know. I, I it's, it's kind of a gamble because if we, if he, let's say he lights it up, you know, year two in, in O'Connell's offense, this would be his first time with actual serious continuity from a season to a season, as well as adding in, you know, a full season of Hawkinson, obviously adding in Addison, um, you know, the defense, maybe he doesn't have to, you know, constantly try to put up a million points every game. Well, do you want to mm-hmm. talk about Addison at all today? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. you're talking about Jaron Hall, who well, was selected 164. <laughs> it, it's, it's going in the order here. We were talking quarterbacks. It's going it, in the it, order. it would be silly. It would be silly to talk like, all right, we just talked about quarterbacks. Let's ignore him and go back now to, to, I receiver. think, I think it might be know. fairly safe to ignore Jaron Hall, but that, that's beside the point. All right. Well, that's, that's fair. For yeah, now, it probably is. Yeah. yeah that, that, who knows? Just, just wait till training camp. Everyone will be throwing out his highlights and oh, being like calling for Kirk's head. Like Kyle Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's let it, let, let it, we'll talk about Jordan Addison here. What yes. do you, how are you on this receiving class as a whole? Mm-hmm. As well as you know, it's a small class, especially the top guys. You know, yes. Quentin Johnson is is got some size, and obviously Jalen Hyatt has size. But the you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, they're all they're all kind of small guys. Yeah, um, not prototypical you know receiver one that you'd see. You know, and uh, what what are your takes on Addison at twenty three? Yeah. yeah, so I had um, I really liked Addison. Obviously, Jackson Smith and Jigba was the top guy um he was just the top yeah, guy a, I just, lot of, a lot of us like jsn by the way you know yeah so, I'm, of us you were drafted. probably heartbroken i was oh he quite was quite upset yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had to make sure to record the reaction and we were recording the couple picks before them too just in case a team took him and see his reaction we by accidentally got then the lions picking Jameer Gibbs, and that was uh, at twelve. We're all that's just a like, good what? reaction too. <laughs> like, not expecting that name at all. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So going back to uh, go back to your thoughts here on receivers. Yeah, so obviously like JSN, um, Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. I went back and forth on all offseason long, but I knew that I wanted one of them, whoever was mm-hmm. there, because I I had a good feeling that one or both would be gone before we picked. Uh, so I'm happy with Jordan Addison. I think he is a perfect complement to Justin Jefferson. Uh, he's a he's he might be you know he probably is the best route runner of this draft class. He's got a lot of savviness and, and nuance, and you even heard about him heard him talk about it in his press conference how he almost views it as an art. Um, when you see those types of players in the NFL, I think of like a Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, even even Thielen in his prime was was an artist when it came to route running. Um, and I think that's what you kind of get with Jordan Addison. Now his size isn't the biggest um, and he doesn't have that top end speed to burn defenders, but he's going to beat you underneath. He's got a lot of, you know, short area quickness uh, to, to beat those defenders right off the line of scrimmage. His release package is pretty good. Um, he could probably put on a little bit more weight to see if he can get away from those, those press defenders. But honestly, I think, the addition of Addison to what we already have on offense is just going to take this, this offense to the next level. And when you mentioned Kirk cousins early, earlier, if he's going to have a good 2023, I think it's when he has a good 2023. I, I, I would, I would put money on Kirk being, I got to be careful. I would put money on Kirk being a top six quarterback this Ooh. year in the NFL. I almost I, said top five, but people would take that and 
Yeah, I mean, it's wrong it, with it. Everything on paper, it, I would say, would back that up. I, I would like he was not far from that number, or at least the offense yeah. saying was not far from that top six number in terms of statistics here. So you adding in another year of continuity, a full season of Hawkinson, because if you were to extrapolate his production with us over the Unreal. full season, I mean, it's it's only outmatched by. Uh, Mr. Travis Kelsey. So yeah, I, I, that's I'm good sure, company. I mean, that is really good company. And so um, the, the running back situation will remains to be seen. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see who's actually there. But like I said, we, we had a friend of the pod, uh, Dustin Baker on uh, yeah. last week and, and we kind of were talking about it. It may not, it, we're not probably, we're probably shifting away from that three down bell cow back where it's going to be kind of a running back by committee style. Yep. So it might yep. not necessarily mean as much as we think right now, but um, I, I'm with you 100% on the Addison. I think he he's an instant starter, instant high-impact player, uh, fits in really nicely with JJ. Well, let, let mm. me rant on this parade just a little bit because that's my job. Um, <laughs> as someone who made several dollars last year betting Vikings game overs <laughs> and, and had many conversations on this podcast about your defense – I frankly was ecstatic to see you guys get richer on offense and not pick one of the top corners on the board here. Matt, was that something that crossed your mind? Do you think that that's an issue or like where did you land on that? Yeah. So obviously that was, you know, that was one of the needs heading in. Cornerback was one yeah. of the needs heading into the season. Yep. Um, you know, I, I knew the cornerback class was deep. And so I thought, It'd be fine. I thought I thought actually we'd get aggressive on day two and maybe move up for a cornerback. So I was a little disappointed to see them trade back from 87. Um, obviously, they still got uh, Makai Blackman. And he I, I of all the corners I watched pre-draft, he's one I didn't, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, from what I hear, he's a versatile defender um, and he. He should be fine, but yeah, there's there's still a need at that position, and there's a couple free agent corners that I think they could go after to to bolster that room. But uh, when you look at that defense, we brought Marcus Davenport in, and you're really just kind of relying on the rookies from last year. I don't I don't know if you can feel confident in that. They just must really believe that Brian Flores can elevate it, and so I have to trust that they they're right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the show. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I heard some meowing back there. I was like, oh, yeah. I got a visitor. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I'm again kind of in the same. I You, you kind of have to believe that at 23, you know, that when that pick's coming up, we see that, you know, Deontay Banks still on the board. Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. still on the board. And we can see that you have to believe that Brian Flores is very well in tune of the guy he wants or who mm-hmm. he's looking like clearly the corner that he wanted around one was not there. So yeah. that's, that's how I'm, I'm like, all right, I don't think that they just be like, sorry, Brian, maybe we'll get you next year. I, you have to imagine of if, if Quasi I mean, is the guy that, did, if Quasi is the guy that preaches collaboration, if you were to say what's the most, ask him what the most important thing is, I guarantee you the first word is going to be collaboration. That's what he said since he's been in the building. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's no sign that would point otherwise that he's not having these constant meetings about here's if the, how the board is there. You know, we don't know the process fully of what they do, all the, the mock-ups, all their run-throughs and how they kind of shake it out. But I, I don't know. I I'm 
I was also thinking they'd trade up the aggressive on day two, especially maybe if we saw, I was like, Oh, what if, what if Joey Porter somehow holds it? No, he went right away. What if he's there at 87? No, no, no. But I said trade up. I said trade up into the second round. And a guy that I really liked uh, was Julius Brents out of Kansas state. Uh, I, he's undersized, but he, he's just, he plays super big, like a lot Mm -hmm. bigger than physical stature is. And I love that aspect. Um, and, and but he, you know, obviously, I think he went like pick 44 or something like that or something. He went a lot higher than I expected. Yeah. Um, I actually had a chance to chat with him at the senior bowl Very and cool. was one of my favorite prospects down there. Uh, it was actually myself and Miles Gorham, who I did the show Vikings Happy Hour with. And we were chatting with him and he just understands the game so much. Like just talking with him, you can understand his demeanor is, is right there. Um and yeah, he just understands the game so well, the nuance to play that position. And so I was hoping all offseason, I was like, let's if we can get him into round three, let's let's pull the trigger. Let's go get this guy. He'd fit really well. It didn't pan out. Obviously, he went way higher than that. Um, but yeah, it cornerback the cornerback room concerns me a little bit still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and is there kind of because we we've kind of talked about Addison, we've talked about Blackman a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to address that that kind of corner need. Who would you say? Because y- your team did not have that many picks. There's only four left. So who was right? Yeah, four left. I did count that right. Who's your favorite out of that four? Kind of those those last later round guys. Ooh, that's tough. Um, again, I don't know a whole lot about Jay Ward other than he can play the nickel and safety. So. He's got that versatility. I think Trey McBride, or not Trey, that's the tight end. Dwayne McBride. Uh, Dwayne McBride, yeah. the running back. I, I'm actually pretty hopeful that he can come in and contribute. Um, Crazy and sell. good value on him. I mean, yeah. 222. I mean, he. you look at any big board, he was you know, closer to that 100. Way up there. I mean, yeah, he, the fact that he was just sitting there in the seventh round, like, oh, sweet. You know, I will take that. You know, yeah. how much capital yeah. I waste. His his pass catching ability is not there, so that part concerns me a little bit. Um, teams will almost know what you're going to do when he's out there is either run the ball or pass pass protection, but he's not going to go out and catch a pass, I don't think. Um, but yeah, at that at that late stage in the game, uh, getting a guy like McBride is is it it's great. And I don't I don't I like Ty Chandler too, mm-hmm. but I just I don't know if I don't know if he makes the team this year. Because they're not going to cut Ken A because of the kick return ability. Right. He's one of the best in the league. They're obviously not cutting Madison. They just gave him yep. a new deal. So it, yeah. it might go, and they're not going to they're not going to keep five running backs when you include CJ Ham. So one's got to go, and it, it. I think it's a battle between uh, Chandler and McBride heading into training camp. Rid of all of them except for CJ Ham, which is RB one. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, CJ Ham is untouchable. Yeah, I I love CJ, and I know Kevin O'Connell loves CJ because he was kind of a last year when they were talking about hypothetical cuts. He was a name that obviously popped popped up because it's you know it is a fullback. I thought he'd be gone. It's a forgotten art form, you know, in the NFL nowadays. Adam, how many fullbacks were drafted this year? Uh, well, probably none. How many will be converted? Zero. <laughs> I'm one I of was these gonna guys. say, do you actually know? But yeah, if there no, was I, I heard it was zero. I haven't vetted <laughs> that. There at are all, more but... punter exponentially more punters drafted. Like, you yeah. know, there are, there are a lot more punters. Hundred percent, hundred percent more punters drafted. Um, so I I don't. So are you thinking that Dalvin is going to be on the roster? 
comment? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I just saw a tweet before I came on here that Charlie Walters from the Pioneer Press said it's like Cook's going to go to the Dolphins for a fifth round pick eventually. Did you see that? Did They also just posted like the Dolphins Twitter account. They posted out like their like jersey numbers and stuff and a whole bunch of stuff. And they someone saw in the corner there was an Elliot 21. And everyone's like, Zeke? Zeke? Really? They, yeah. And I don't, I'm like, Oops. I don't think that there's an Elliot on the Dolphins. I don't, maybe, maybe there's a number change that I, I'm not in tune with the Miami Dolphins. Did they delete the tweet already? I don't know. Maybe I, it was literally just posted today or this afternoon. So, um, Zeke on the Dolphins would be gross. Cause like everyone then kind of zoomed in on it and was like, uh, what? And so, oh. that, it definitely is right there. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't looked at their roster. I don't know if there was a player they drafted and they've announced he's going to be number 21, but it's just, it's a weird coincidence. So I'm like, oh, that might be a little. <laughs> so someone could have absolutely slipped up there, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think Cook's, he, yeah, he's got to be gone. Yeah. I All just don't see. kind of point to it, you'd think. Yeah. Right. I'd be sure. And why would he want to come back at this point? Like, right. The team has not given him a vote of confidence whatsoever. They went and re-signed Alexander Madison. I think it's probably just best that uh, that they part ways. But how we yeah. get there, who knows? Right. Um, all right. Is there anything, maybe if we want to bounce around to NFC North, maybe. I don't know if you keep kind of in tune with around the division, if there's anything that you yeah. kind of saw but that. I actually have a question for you, Matt. Oh, right. yeah. How much fear on a scale from one to 10 does Sean Clifford put into your body? <laughs> zero. Oh, Absolutely zero. But I will scale. I will say I'm, I'm comfortable talking a little bit of Packers if you want. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I have a similar story to you guys, right? So my, one of my best friends uh, was my college roommate who grew up in Wisconsin. Obviously the first year we were in college was when, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers won the Super Bowl. So that wasn't a good year for me. But uh, we've stayed in, like, we talk football all the time. So I've, I'm very in tune uh, with the Packers. And I got to tell you, I think people are kind of sleeping on Jordan Love. It I is think, so nice. That's like, I think we're two for two on our Vikings, God. like, community guests on the show <laughs> that have been relatively. Let's not put Jordan Love in the grave just yet. Oh, I, I'm not. I don't. I have never put him in the grave. I, I'm just not saying like you know. <laughs> I think a lot of that might be you know. I might put words in your mouth here, Matt. But maybe that's just it's like, all right, you know, I've been fooled before. Or I've we've been down this road before. It's a, it's a it's, trauma response. It's it's yeah. not like a reverse jinx, but it's just making yourself be like, all right. Well, I don't want to say I'm. They're dead because yeah. you know I'm never going to say that about well, any team. Well, Matt, explain yourself because I would yeah. love to hear. Well, I just think that so Matt LaFleur in, in that tree that he came from with Sean McVay, mm-hmm. obviously Kyle Shanahan and, and them, uh, their systems are built to help the quarterbacks, right? We've we've yeah. seen Kyle Shanahan make Brock Purdy look like, you know, the best quarterback in the maybe not the best quarterback, but a top quarterback. Um Aaron so was going there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. were they were really going there. Yeah. Uh we've seen McVay take Jared Goff in tournament to almost a Super Bowl winner. Um, Stafford was a fine quarterback, but he looked really good when he was with the Rams. And, and so I guess my point is the past few years for the Packers has got to be a disappointment because Matt LaFleur never truly got to run his offense when Aaron Rodgers was there. Aaron Rodgers, we we know it. He's, he's changed the plays at the line. Yeah. It, it just, 
there was there was a little bit of tension always. Now, granted, they they won some games and whatever, but now we got Matt Lafleur fully in control, and I think Jordan Love has just enough athleticism, just enough you know arm strength and in decision making and accuracy, and I don't. He sat on the bench for three years, like he mm-hmm. he knows this playbook, and so I just really think that he could come in and, and be one of those surprises this year. And I don't think teams are, are ready for it. I really don't. I, I and mean, especially with the plethora of weapons you have, like mm-hmm. going and get, getting two, two tight ends in the draft. I really like craft um, Musgrave. He's got potential. Um, and then Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Aaron Jones and Dylan in the backfield. I mean, and your offensive line is good. I think people underestimate that as well. And Bakhtiari is still on the team. I thought he was going to get traded with Rodgers, but he's still there. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. You thought he was going to get traded for a second there. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and I and I think kind of what you said about, you know, Matt LaFleur running his offense. I think you can really start to see that now where yes. the like drafting two tight ends is kind of indicative of that shift in style and there was always that push and pull of Matt LaFleur wanted to kind of do it this way and Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers meet him halfway there but he wouldn't go he wouldn't commit all the way to the system because he didn't like that system it wasn't his the way that he grew up playing football and uh yeah I mean all in all as a Packer fan I don't (laughs) hate this draft I was very ASN but in a vacuum I don't hate Lucas Van Ness as a pick. I think that that is his shirt. I think, yeah, I think that's fine. I think his dad got weird on the street. Yeah, his so dad got really weird. There's some notes. Yeah. There, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but overall, I, I, I've seen people saying, Oh, this could be like a, like a TJ Watt. And I think that that ceiling might be there. Not now he's got to hit it, but uh, I, I don't hate the pick. It just every year I trick myself into thinking this is, this is the year that they might. Here's the, here's the thing with the Packers though, that I always appreciate. Yep. Um, they're always looking towards the future. So like Rashawn Gary is probably not, maybe he'll be around next year, but maybe not probably part but, of next year, but yeah. Yeah. So then you have, um, you have Lucas Van Ness coming up behind him. Like you guys are always constantly like looking towards the future, uh, which is something that I've, I've wanted the Vikings to do for a long time. They started to do it with Quasey and Kevin O'Connell now at the helm. But yeah, I, I if I were you, I get the frustration of not taking JSN because um, you probably should have <laughs> and giving them to Seattle just makes it even worse. Cause now, yeah, I mean, they have a three headed monster with Lockett Metcalf and, and JSN. Um, but I think you, you guys should be happy with your, with your draft class and Jaden Reed, by the way, um, I, some people are going to, you know, crap on him, but I think he's, I think he's a, a good receiver as well. Um, yeah, I think he has kind of a, a role to fill in the offense, too, that was, you know, previously filled by kind of the corpse of Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to be much faster than that, obviously. <laughs> and kind of, We have Field Stretcher and Watson. We have yes. you know, a body guy and Dobbs, and we really didn't have kind of that shifty slot guy accounted for. And now, you know, potentially we have that. So, like so, I said, some are saying, though, Jaden Reed is uh, he's 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 old. Some are, some are saying, is that. he old? How old is he? He's, he's not even, he's not even a year. Like JJ's only less than a year older than he is. 
That's so tough yeah. though, because Jefferson yeah. was so young when he when yeah. we got him. Yeah, that, it's just it's great. He's always just going to be young, and that's that's nice. Well, he is twenty three. He's so he's yeah. older than Christian Watson even then. Yeah. yeah. So Jay, yeah, I think uh, Jaden Reed just turned like twenty three, uh, yeah. and then I know you know JJ is is just going to be twenty four. Just turning twenty three isn't like old though. No, JJ's but I, I think I think it's just, I think it's just funny that at this moment in time, him and JJ are the same age. Yeah, so that's see, man, we, that's great. We talk about this a lot. There's an alternate world where the Eagles aren't stupid <laughs> and they draft Justin Jefferson instead of Jalen Rager. And I want to live in that world so bad because you guys would have fucking nothing to talk about. I, I also would love to oh, live in the world God. where the Niners didn't pass up on Rodgers and they picked or him or any other, other team. <laughs> you could say the same thing about uh, Jefferson. 21 but, other teams but, passing But when up they're on. right next to each other, it's really <laughs> I mean, it would be like I don't want to see that world because uh, that likely means I don't know if Rick Spielman and, and Zim would have gone receiver if Jefferson was taken. I think the clip they were talking yeah, about you corners. See, you see them where they were well, like they were also as soon as the Eagles pick came in, it was Rager. It's, it's yeah. a famous clip. I mean, where they cl- literally are laughing. Were, yes. Like, yeah. yes. Like, oh, God. Like, yeah, it was, it was we had to the draft. Uh, it was all virtual draft. So we don't need the Eagles yeah. to have any more success. So no, whatever alternative world that is, it can burn down. Yeah, the karma, <laughs> the karma has definitely veered back for them. I mean, the fact that they walked away with Jalen Carter and and uh, Nolan Smith, Unreal. just basically for nothing. Like it's like, all right, that feels. And who they get on day two? They got somebody else on day two that was probably another Georgia guy. Uh, I know I, it was. Yeah. Like they, they. I mean, it's all Georgia guys. Yeah. They're just accumulating as many Georgia players. It's, it's a it's a race between the Packers and the Eagles, and the, the Eagles are running away. They, they're oh, winning. Yeah, they got uh, they got uh, Keeley Ringo in the fourth oh, round. Who a lot of people yeah. thought was like a second rounder. Yeah, Unreal. yeah, what? Yeah, Keeley Ringo is interesting because like clearly you could tell like everyone was like, oh, but look look at his ranking. Look how look where he's on the boards. We should, why yeah. didn't we take him? And it's you know. That's where it's like part of the draft process that and that's where it separates them and the fans. Like, you know, you could be as in tune as possible. I, you know, I, they liked Blackman more than Ringo. That's all I can say. So yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes, I guess. Um, <laughs> any other uh, news, obviously now around, we can kind of extend past the, the NFC North. Maybe we saw a massive shakeup with the Texans doing mm-hmm. uh they're betting on on two players essentially, um, but hey, it was splashy. It was flashy. What uh, what are your takes on that? I think it's brilliant. I yeah. mean, you know, in the draft room or in the war room, they were they were contemplating like, do we pick our quarterback of the future or do we give D'Amico Ryan's his his Nick Bosa? Um, and I'm sure it was back and forth. But when you have that 12th pick and you can move up the way they did, I mean, you're you're setting yourself up for success from day one. And you're, you're, I mean, both of, there's not many blue chip players in this draft class and they managed to somehow get two of them. I think you make that move every time. And for the Cardinals too, I think it's a win-win because the Cardinals got a massive amount of draft capital to move back. And that's going to help them in their little mini rebuild that they're trying to do around Kyler Murray. So I, I, I applaud the aggressiveness. I wish we saw teams do that more often uh, with some of their draft picks because to come away with CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, that's that's unreal. I, 
Yeah. I just I can't believe it happened, to be honest. But but now we have a quarterback battle with the Texans between <laughs> Davis Mills and CJ Stroud. Who's gonna win? Yeah, that'll last through like week two of preseason. Yeah. But that'll be one of those two where like the coaching staff won't acknowledge the fact that we all know who the quarterback is. They're gonna keep yeah. saying this battle during the whole preseason process. Yeah. Maybe all. they won't. Maybe like this aggressive move is gonna like Yeah. They're just from the jump, they're gonna be like, nah. Mm-hmm. Davis Mills is up for uh for trade if anybody wants him this is our guy moving forward i would love to see that yeah i i definitely you know think it was a great move for the for the cardinals and they still they still landed their guy and in, in mm-hmm. uh paris johnson and so it sounds like d hop wants to come back yeah apparently like d hop was yeah. like i never said yeah. i wanted to leave it's like wait i think <laughs> i swear you did who's this guy tweeting from my I'm, account? I'm like yeah. i think you did i don't know wasn't there just like a bleacher report clip of somebody asking him which team he wants to go to yeah. And he like gave a facial reaction. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. That was a little, that was, that was interesting today. It was a, it was an interesting Monday and it's nice. I always like when the NFL, like I like how we've shifted kind of because before the NFL was the off seasons were boring. I mean, nothing really happened. There was no ever really movement, especially big name movement. If we saw movement, it was guys on the tail end of their career and, or, or you know, doing things like that. But now we've seen, you know, obviously the quarterback exodus that we've seen now in the last couple of years of mm-hmm. big names that it, it makes it fun. It's not quite like NBA levels, but I don't know if I ever want it to get to that point. Yeah. I think like it's at least makes this off season, you know, of, of six, seven months of words before really we actually see them kind of put the pads back on. It at least like fills that void. It gives us something to talk about, For which degenerate is really podcast. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm, just, I just want the NFL stuff. We try. We had a side bet with the XFL kind of stuff, and we picked a team. The XFL, it's the and it's it just, it's just not the same. It isn't, and I, you know, yeah. is whatever it it will be. Yeah, it's it's like a feeder program or guys that maybe didn't make it. I, I think we're probably going to see Ben DiNucci back in the NFL because of his time in the XFL, and that's great. I think that serves its purpose. But I don't know. I think. uh that was I, I like the move by the Cardinals. Uh, yes. Texans, I don't know if I share your same. No, it, it's it's a bit of it's obviously a massive gamble, and it's in terms of you you play the odds. I think that it probably is gonna. It, it was a case of the coach D'Amico Ryan's falling in love with Will Anderson and mm-hmm. being like, "That's the guy I want." I I think you know you could have gotten the value a lot. Le- you wouldn't have to give up as much to land like someone like Tyree Wilson, who maybe shares a skill set similar to Bosa uh, yeah. to tr- not trade up as, as far. And I, I don't know. Obviously, if both players turn out to being awesome, it works out. Like, they're probably not going to That's the caveat, it. right? But with a team like the, the Texans, like, the Texans are bad. Like, they were, they're <laughs> really bad. They have a lot of holes. Yes. And, you know, Come to the show for the hot take. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it is what it is, but it's – We'll see. I guess it's one of those things. That's that's why I like draft grades. How are you on draft grades? How do you? Do, we were talking about pre-show. What are your opinions? If you have any takes on draft grades, I mean, it's kind of irrelevant. Though I say yeah. that now, I'm, when I'm done with this show, I'm going to record a draft grade episode of myself. Part, so, it, it's part of it, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's so it's so subjective to whoever's doing it, and I mean the hype surrounding each team, like everyone always seems to fall in love with like the guys that like everyone loves the Colts draft because they got guys that were like falling in great value. But I mean, there's a reason they fell. Right. So like 
I don't know. It's it's tough for me. Um, but I love the content because people I I've, I've seen people give us like a D for this yeah. draft class, and then I've seen like PFF give us like an A, and it's just like I. I well, I, nobody the best knows. part about the best part about draft grades is you can tell it's basically the person giving out these grades yeah. are just being very like you said subjective and it's like they didn't take the guy like they're getting a knock and it's yep. just it's a very personal thing and it's i understand it's part of the the whole draft coverage you gotta do it. you gotta give them out i'm Absolutely. gonna i'm gonna ask you at the very end of this what you're what grade you're gonna give i was gonna make a joke you know too, yeah. and, and that's gonna be a part of it like it it's a very yeah. tongue-in-cheek grade i think yeah. because we're not gonna know for i don't know three four years five years like we might mm-hmm. not know for a while it probably won't and i think it's i don't know it's it's part of the culture i like to think of it as the draft well, then how many people go back and actually grade the old drafts like right. when it's all said and done yeah the best I, are I, I go back and torture myself and go, oh, look who was available yeah. when we drafted. But that's so easy, seen. like hindsight. Yeah, the redrafts are great. They're like, oh, the 2017 redraft. But, oh, but Mahomes with, went one? But what? With the, what? With the <laughs> draft picks, there's always like an awesome guy like right after the guy <laughs> that we drafted. Uh, yeah, no, it's, that's what I do. Because I feel like I get a little slice of Vikings fandom with the draft being a Packer fan. Where oh, I'm always yes. like, I'm always like, why do you hurt me so? And then we go and usually like, you know, win the division and lose in the NFC Championship. A couple, couple of weeks ago, Kevin tried to be like to me and our producer Dustin, who's a Bears fan, as I mentioned, uh, try to say, you know, it is it's really hard the last few years of just like I there's one of these times I just want to go into a season and not expect to make it to the NFC it's, Championship it's game. Tough it's tough to have hard. so much pressure and, and I'm expectations. Like, uh, we're both Dustin and I just looking at each you. other. We're like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. you don't get to that's not a take. That's not a it is a woe is me moment. Like, we're I, not I need a sad life. <laughs> I will say I'm curious if if Jordan Love doesn't pan out, uh what your fan base will be like. Cause you guys have been so spoiled. Yeah. For the past life. two decades. Yeah, I think three that, decades. I think that we will give him a fair shake of like a couple seasons, probably to kind of play it out, see what happens. Because Rodgers wasn't like awesome in his first. Yeah, his first year starter. sucked. Was it yeah. six and ten or something? Yeah, it was not anything to write home about. And then he kind of got up to speed after that. So we'll give him a little bit of a buffer, but the hook will come relatively definitively if it doesn't improve because. We've gotten used to a certain standard of living over here, Matt, yes. and we don't want to sacrifice that if uh, if George's not the guy. But he is the guy, and uh, he's going to be great. <laughs> and I still need to buy my existence. jersey, but uh, you know it's it's in the mail somewhere. I just haven't paid for it yet, or told them I want it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I, I I'd be the the odds are not in their favor. He can't be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right, he, he, can't. he can't. There's you're no you're acting like it's a random chance, yeah. but it's it's people who do this for a living picking this guy. But so you, if they got it right twice, yeah, I get you know. Well, it's, it's not, not it's not the it's same not the guy. same guy is picking them. It's the same logo though. It, it is the same logo, yeah, the same colors, same was, same the, some owners. The guy sure. that picked Rogers was he not in? Was he was he not in the Jordan Love? No, that was decision. Ted Thompson, yeah. and yeah. it was Gutekunst's first. Year as the GM was Jordan Love, which yeah. is also coincidentally, I mean, Rogers and Goot did not see eye to eye. I can't imagine why. Yeah. I'm sure it's unrelated. I'm sure it's uh, <laughs> it caused that rift. But uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, all right. Well, uh, Matt, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think we, you tapped us out here on our questions before you. We, we just, well, we love well, picking your let's, brain. Let's do a grade. Yeah. I mean, oh, you got something else, anything else you want to touch on? I don't, you know, you, you, the floor is yours. Otherwise we'd love to hear your draft grade. All I know is we got to do this again and I'll make sure that I don't have a meeting right up before <laughs> it. So I can actually join you guys in studio. Yeah, um, we love that. We we have an open door policy with with all with all guests so far. I I think mm-hmm. we haven't found one that we're like we don't want him back. We no, told we, Dean Blandino not. Yeah, to we, yeah, we told Dean Blandino <laughs> we had him on. Like, sorry, Dean, you're not for us. But no. <laughs> oh, um, sure. So yeah, I, I, anytime you want. I mean, the off season we like to try to fill that time with with interviews. Yeah, uh, just because like we're you know it's it we're looking to get other people's opinions. I we know each other's takes on our teams like the back of our hands and like, you know, it doesn't change that often. We're trying to like. spice up the relationship. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, trying, to, we're trying to bring in and we brought it for you guys party with the producer, but we're keeping <laughs> the spark alive. That's what we're doing here. So I love so it. Let's, let's make a headline, Matt. What's the grade? Oh man. I hate giving grades. Uh, <laughs> I'll give them, I'll give them a B. I think All it's, right. I think it's a fine draft class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Uh, but they filled every need that they needed to, right? They got their quarterback to develop interior defensive line added to the secondary and got a compliment opposite Justin Jefferson. So now do they pan out? We'll find out, but uh, I'll, I'll give them a B. Yeah. I a think, for effort though. Yeah. Always, always. <laughs> a for they, got all, they got all the cards in on time. So yeah, that's pretty they, good. That's true. Yes. But hey, the best part is no one ever really talks about that is we still, we landed Kevin Williams and he turned out pretty good. So, yeah. it, you know, all things eventually will work out maybe at some point, um, unless it's Jordan Love and the Packers. Hopefully that doesn't. We'll find out. <laughs> maybe. Just, just, you're just forcing it. We're just trying to get him in there. Taking long segues. We're trying. Uh, it's the off season. Give me, give me, give me some slack. Um, all right, <laughs> Matt, we really appreciate you coming on. Yes. Time out of your day. I know you're going to record uh, or probably hop to it with your actual draft grades, which I know you love doing is yes. Um, but as, as I mentioned at the top of the, the interview, uh, this is Matt Anderson. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Matt Anderson. That's S O N uh, underscore eight. Uh, he is the host of Vikings happy hour under the climbing the pocket network. Uh, he's also a writer for the, the Vikings wire, or you may have heard of him from the daily Norseman back in those days. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. I know you're very active. You're posting clips and reactions and, and you're, you know, off-season content very regularly do you have a set schedule you can feel free to announce that if you want here uh yeah so i i mean we'll see how the the content flows obviously it's kind of dying out here with with news but uh i'm supposed to do a bunch more pieces out on on vikings wire uh some player breakdowns or just some background information i'm trying to find out some stories about these players uh where they came from who their idols are that kind of stuff so Maybe look for that in the future here, but otherwise, um, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I, it, it was a fun. I mean, that hour went by so fast, so I, right. I had a blast. It doesn't take long for us to to milk these these episodes. I feel. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean that's 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 not nice to say about. I feel like it could be two hours though if I was in that studio. Yeah. No. We next. Like I said, you know, whenever you wanna, if you wanna hop back on, or something happens with the with the Vikings or the NFC North or just the NFL, it doesn't have to be. We don't want to put you in a box here, but. You know, you know where you can find us and shoot us a line. We'll uh, get you in here. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Have a good one.
Okay, another shout out. Thank you to Matt Anderson for being on the pod. Uh, now it's just it's just me and you, Kevin. When we're gonna we're gonna talk about the draft, how yeah. we felt. And so since my TikTok of my reaction got more views, yeah, uh, I, I want to start with me. Okay, I think I've earned this. Yeah, you, you have. And I would like to apologize to Goot. Uh, I might have yelled "fuck you, Goot" uh, in the moment, in the and heat of the moment. Countless times you thought it. Well, that's you can't prove that. But uh, I, I would like to apologize uh-huh. because he doesn't deserve that. He's doing his job. He's doing what he thinks is best. And like we mentioned in our conversations with Matt, I don't hate the Lucas Van Ness pick in a vacuum. I I really wish I like I, I like JSN more. We'll put it that way. Yeah. I don't hate the pick. I think it's a fine pick, especially if JSN wasn't out there. I'd be all for it. Right. However, he was. But I knew this would happen too. Like that was my other reaction after the initial disappointment was that I'm finally coming around to this kind of phenomenon. Like, I, I'm showing growth, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it, it, is, it is good. You, uh... You obviously I, I didn't s- let myself fully invest this year. This wasn't a Bateman situation. Yeah, yeah, you... Bateman... Bateman I don't know if I'll ever get over Bateman. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's hard because he was, you know, gopher, gopher and all that. And, and you know, that, that's a different wrinkle. destroyed his career. Um, <laughs> so... Getting to the uh, the rest of the draft, uh, Van Ness aside, Van Ness's strange family aside, um, we got you know Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft, two tight ends in the second and third round. I like both of those. I was kind of interested in Darnell Washington. Mm-hmm. And it seems like I was the only person in the world, or at least you know none of the none of the NFL GMs seem to like him very much. Yeah, how far did he fall? He he went a ways. He uh, like I I checked in in like round five and he was like still I, maybe not, but he, he yeah, was he got all the way, way to down three. Yeah. yeah, so I mean he and they were talking about him being in definitely in the second round. Yeah, there was a talk of if maybe we saw three tight ends go, yeah. but we obviously didn't see. We only saw Dalton Kincaid go um yeah so i mean i i thought that he was really interesting i didn't know that much about it clearly there's some you know injury concerns or what have you going on with him but mm-hmm. uh, from what i know about luke musgrave you know he's got some exciting tape he's got great kind of raw athleticism to work with there he's like the 99th percentile all kinds of shit and uh tucker craft was doing his draft party in like a garage with a He's bunch a South of South Dakota State guy, right? Yeah, like with Rabbits. like no one was dressed up, like they were drinking beer. It was it, it seemed like uh he's gonna he's gonna fit right in. Um and so then let's see, who else do we have? We have Jaden Reed, uh wide receiver from Michigan State. Who, who by the way, I looked up when we were talking because I know we mentioned we talked about it uh with Matt Anderson. Yes. Uh Jaden Reed's age, he is he is closer in age still. Like Rashad Bateman won't be twenty four until like November, so Rashad Bateman's barely older than Jaden Reed. Okay, so yeah, and you're already saying Rashad Bateman's career is I, ruined. It's I don't, over. I don't like how much Rashad Bateman has come up during this last <laughs> several minutes because he makes me incredibly you mentioned sad. It. You brought it up, and I, I just... feel like they could trade for Rashad Bateman for like nothing because the Ravens clearly hate him and want him to fail. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but Jaden Reed, he's got some exciting tape. He, yeah. like I said in the interview, he kind of fills a role in the offense that I don't think we really had a guy for at this point. I'm trying to think of Ohio, or Michigan State receivers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I know obviously running backs. Yeah, Ken Walker, but Kenneth. 
Uh, Michigan State quarterback, obviously, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I don't know I, about a receiver. Maybe, maybe he's head. the first. Maybe, you know? and if not, I mean, if he doesn't pan out, it's not like he's vital to the offense. They have some other guys that they can go to there. Not a lot, but <laughs> uh, some other guys. And then, kind of looking forward here. I mean, we got. Colby Wooden, edge defender, a couple receivers. We basically picked like Sean Clifford. Well, no, so I'm going to get to Sean Clifford. (laughs) So Sean Clifford at 149 overall, who was the quarterback for Penn State, if you're not familiar. I had the misfortune of being familiar. I watched several Sean Clifford games this year. Yeah. Did not really enjoy them too much uh, from a quarterback (laughs) perspective. No. And at 149. You could make the argument that the Packers reached on Sean Clifford by at least I'm just 350 curious. spots. I'm just curious, like, what the perp... Like, obviously, you know, we're going to get to the Vikings. We took a quarterback also in the fifth round. Yeah. And, like, that makes sense because of our current quarterback situation. Yes. The Packers... That's, that just doesn't. That's <laughs> what I don't get because I've heard people say, oh, we needed a backup quarterback. This isn't your backup quarterback. No. You want a guy who's like, uh, you know, a journeyman kind of dude who... You You need your Sean Mannion. That's what you want. Yeah, say Jordan Love (laughs) gets banged up in a game and has to leave or he's out for a week or two or something kind of short term like that. Yeah. You want a dude that can hold the ship straight until he gets back. Sean Clifford can't do that. I don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck they were thinking with this. Yeah. I don't know why they were excited about him when no one else was. Because it's not like Sean Clifford either possesses, like, crazy traits. No. Like, it's not like he has this cannon on his on his shoulder, and it's like, no, no, no. no. He, he's just, like, kind of a... He's a guy. He's a college quarterback. Yeah. You know, like, he's just a prototypical college quarterback. He's scrappy. He, he kind of makes the most out of his physical abilities. Yeah. And if a team with an established veteran quarterback drafted him, then he's kind of a lotto ticket. Yeah. But... I don't know. I I just I don't get it here. So that that is a complete head scratcher. Yeah, he's got he's got backup. I mean, yeah. like at best, like written like this. This is obviously very good. You know, good went on. Still. It's not even auto draft because the auto draft wouldn't have picked him. There. Yeah, no, it was a yeah. It was like oh, what the hell? But all right, yeah, sure. So that, that is a complete mystery. Very strange. The only <laughs> other guy I want to call out here specifically, and I um, I, I now I, I as I'm looking at your picks, I, yeah, I, know, I, I, know I teased Adam with yeah, this. Yeah. Um, is is it Anders? Anders. Anders. Of course, it's Anders. Anders. Thank you, um, Yeah. Anders. Well, it's like workaholics. <laughs> Uh, it was Durs. On, on, yeah, Anders, it's Durs Carlson. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Durs Carlson, kicker it's out sound of he makes every time Auburn. He kicks the ball. Durs! Durs. <laughs> and he is the brother of one of my favorite kickers in the NFL, Danny Boy Carlson. I don't, uh, Daniel, Daniel Carlson, you know, he's just, yep, chilling I've in the also, desert. I've also heard some less than flattering uh, write-ups about our boy Durs <laughs> and his ability to kick the football. Uh, he also like tore his ACL as a kicker. God, like, how did you do that, man? Jesus, he but, Durs too hard. Yeah, he's just his plant foot. It's too, it's too much torque or something. But uh, oh, I, you can see the brace on the picture. He, yeah, the picture I'm looking up. He has his, his brace on his on his plant leg. Yeah, so like that's. I also like how, like look every time every everybody that drafts a kicker they always like their beat reporters start tweeting out like this guy only missed two extra points and they don't include the fact that in college the extra point is still like like at, on the two yard line yeah, yeah <laughs> like, it, 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 you're kicking like thirteen yards like, yeah, yeah it's like okay but he's gonna miss half his or extra 17 points yards. in the NFL because yeah. they're twenty yards back already so 
I don't know. That's interesting. I thought we were going to stick with Crosby at least one more year and bring in a guy for kickoffs, but this guy doesn't even have like a giant leg for kickoffs. So I don't really know what's going on with that, but I did like the Carlson connection. Um, Kickers are are weird. You, you, you you find, you get lucky. What you don't see ever is drafting a kicker high and it working out like that. That doesn't happen. Like that's where you get the, Aguayo, I think his name was, Roberto Aguayo, the Bucks took in the second, third round, something crazy. We saw that with Jake Moody, the Niners, taking a quarterback at the end of the third round. Yeah. That was bonkers. Yeah, Um, so I I guess all the rest of these guys, maybe they pan out, probably they don't kind of thing. I don't have a lot of Big class. Yeah, big class for you guys. We had nine day three picks. Yeah, I I saw that, and I was like, wow. Uh, did you have, did you have the last, no, 259 is the last pick. Yeah, we were yeah, close. 256. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I mean, you know, I got my apology to Goot out of the way and all in all, I, it, next year is the year where I'm really going to know. Yeah. Especially like, imagine if like the Packers just are awful next year and get like a top five pick and then like Marvin Harrison Jr. There's no way. Right. And then they do. No, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. I can't. I got to stop. It's the, it's the Al Pacino. Just when I thought I'm out, they pulled me back in. Um, so what would you give your grade? What would you – we we kind of teased about it. I, where we're like, oh, grades, are, you know, like, but we're going to ask. We're, we're going to give grades here. So. Yeah, so – and part of this grade, it factors in uh, – I haven't talked about it, but I, I kind of forgot until right now. At one point, the Packers traded back with the Lions, which I don't like trading in division. You can say, oh, it's dumb. It doesn't matter. I don't like it. And with that pick, the Lions drafted Brian Branch, who would have been a value, I think, at that spot. Well, well, if history's on our side, when they when the Lions trade up in the division mm-hmm. for a Alabama guy, he gambles. The next year, he's going to gamble and be suspended. <laughs> so clearly, you're fine. Don't worry about it. He's gonna he's gonna play one game. But but it just <laughs> safety is a need. Yeah, Branch would have been a value there. Yeah. And it, I think like with the pick we got Clifford or something stupid like that. So like I don't understand. I guess you got when he when Clifford's there, you got to you got to make decisions to go get him. Yeah, the Lions had a very interesting. They had an up and down draft. They had a very up and down draft. They, I saw I saw people saying like let's just pretend that the Lions took Branch at 12 all of, and then Gibbs all of their at like picks, 40 whatever. I think their first four. I think their first four picks. Obviously Gibbs at 12, that's a running back. And that was that's a massive reach. He would have been available 20, 30 picks later. Yeah. Um, most likely. Uh, Jack Campbell was probably the most egregious one. Uh, off-ball linebacker. Same uh, last at, name as the coach, though. At 18. Yeah. Um, uh, he would have definitely been there on day two. Um, and then they took Brian Branch, as you mentioned. Um, safety, not a position that's a val- high-value position. Uh, in the NFL in terms of drafting. And then obviously Hendon Hooker. I mean, <clears throat> Hendon Hooker, okay, but there's, I, you know, I've, I've made a lot of points about Hendon Hooker on this pod, so yeah. I don't know. So, it's very, <laughs> they had an interesting draft. I don't know. Yeah, they, they did. So I guess overall, yeah. uh, Packers grade, I'm going to give them a hard B on this one. I liked all the picks mm-hmm. except for, I didn't like the trade back. I didn't love the passing on JSN, and I did not like, Sean Clifford. So without, you know, any one of those could move it up to a B plus and mm. it would have been an A if they got JSN, but they didn't. So that's, that's where we're at. I'm okay. kind of lukewarm on it. Yeah. All right. 
How about you, sir? Uh, yeah, so the Vikings had, I think, they drafted like half as many players as the Packers. I think the Packers ended up with like 12. Yeah, um, I, I saw I saw a good, our good buddy, friend of the pod, Dustin Baker, tweeting out. And it's it's technically valid, but he was tweeting out like rosters of who they drafted and including like TJ Hawkinson in the second. Yeah. And I'm like, that... I, I, I get what you're going for, yeah. but it, it does look like you're trying to inflate the draft class a little bit. <laughs> I mean, my, my opinion on that is like, Hawkinson trade, like that, I view that as a win 100%. Like, well, because wasn't that, that's more than just a second pick though, right? Mm, there was other parts we of We gained, I think then we swapped a day three pick. Like a four and a five or something. Yeah, we swapped yeah. something. It, it was basically, a, a I don't know, a, a moot point. I think one of them also resulted he put, in. Then he put Jalen Rager in it too. And I, was I like, think one of them resulted in. That guy. It might have been Jaron Hall actually, that pick. 164. Future Vikings Hall of Famer, yeah. Jaron Hall. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Vikings. They only had six picks. They took, of course, Jordan Addison, receiver out of USC, at 23. That was where we saw four straight receivers taken from 20 through 23. Um, I'm I'm very, uh, with how it went, I'm glad it wasn't. I was fearing that if that happened, we'd end up with Quinton Johnston, which Quinton Johnston could be really good. I think he's a phys- he's got the physical tools. He has the size, the speed. But he's super raw right now. Like he's just not ready to plug in and impact right away. Which I'd rather have the guy that can instantly like Jordan Addison is probably him and JSN. One of those two guys I'd think will lead the NFL, lead the NFL in rookie receiving yards. Just because of the situations they're in, Addison has a really good shot at it because he's going in an offense, you know, with Kirk, like Kirk's going to throw over 4,000 yards. He's done it like every single time he's been a starter. Well, and JSN is going to be at least at the beginning yeah. behind Lockett. And yeah. And whereas, you know, obviously Addison will never pass JJ on the Vikings, but what if he does? <laughs> I mean, then it's like, holy fuck, what a massive hit. Um, but I, I it, it's, it's the situation's different where Addison's going to come in right away, be a day one high impact player and that's great. And he's, you know, we were talking with Matt Anderson about it. From a route running and technique standpoint, he's probably the most polished. You have that argument to make. Uh, he's got good hands. He is a little bit smaller. But everyone except Quinton Johnson, Jalen Hyatt are are smaller in this draft class. I mean, Zay Flowers is very small. Um, and so is JSN. But the, And Addison, they all play bigger than they are. And I think that they're all they're all at least... Addison savvy enough to make that work. So I, I, I was cool with that pick. Um, you know, you have the camp of people be like, why don't, why didn't we go corner? Why didn't we go corner? Deontay Banks was sitting right there. So is Joey Porter jr. Um, I'm part of that camp, you know, maybe, maybe it's because they drafted two corners last year and a safety early, uh, you know, lack going back to last season who didn't, they didn't, they're expecting all of those players to play a lot this season. They signed two corners in the off season, two linebackers, and a defensive tackle in free agency or, you know, whatever you want to call Marcus Davenport. Defensive tackle or defensive end. He kind of shifts around. Uh, they now also have a very competent defensive coordinator. They clearly felt fine in the in the defensive side of things at that point where they're like, Addison's the best value here. We're going Addison. And and they did. And then, But it's not surprising to see them go defense, Defense, defense in your next three picks, which give me the second the second pick, Makai Blackman, uh, also USC. He was a corner, 
but got him in the third round. We traded down from 87 to 102. Uh, I didn't know a whole lot about Makai Blackman, to be honest. Like, I didn't watch, like, and I didn't see any of tape of his. Uh, he was also a transfer to USC, like Addison. He came from Colorado, I believe. Um, he is a player that had a very, very productive college career. He was in man coverage, fourth in the nation per, per PFF grade. And then in zone coverage, he was third. Uh, he has played extremely well. He's a bit on the smaller side, but he had a 90.6 overall grade last year as a defend, as at corner in overall. That's a PFF grade? Correct. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> um, that's one of those that doesn't count. I can and, tell and, already. And that's something, too, where like it's it's good value. Like it's not like we reached on him uh, on a lot of boards. Like I know ESPN had him super low, but you look at other boards. He was, you know, one picking him one hundred two is not that big of a reach. Uh, you know, for a, you have to believe that Brian Flores was a hundred percent in on that. He was one of the players that came back for a top thirty visit, so he had met with the Vikings for a lot, of, like several times during this draft process. So it's a guy they clearly liked. A uh, guy they clearly wanted, and you know he he's a great fit in a Brian Brian Flores scheme. Um, very sticky in man to coverage. He's really good in press. Uh, he's a good run defender. He didn't miss a, he doesn't miss tackles. Like he 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 missed like no tackles in college, which is nuts. I like you can count them on one hand. I think on the missed tackles he had. Actually. I also didn't miss any tackles in college. No flag football. That's not a tackle. Well, a pull, pulling a flag. That's you can't a tackle. tackle. That's a penalty. Yeah, I don't know. I would never try to tackle. Um, you know, he, he is small from a like from a height and weight standpoint, but he as as the quote says, or you know, quote goes, he got that dog in him. Like he does. You watch his tape, he is he he doesn't realize he's small, and that's the best thing to have in a corner that is not six two, six three, two hundred pounds, long armed. Like you need to have that. It's it's almost like you say Duke Shelley esque. I was gonna make so, that comparison. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. Like Imagine if you didn't want both of these guys, God damn, we'd have the most dogs in the cornerback room in the yeah, league. Just, we'd have so many dogs, man. Brian yeah. Flores is a dog. He, you know, he got that dog on him too. You guys uh, so who let the dogs I, I, out? I like, I like those two. And also, he's super pumped. Like he always went against Addison in practice. He he would routinely go against Addison. So like having that training camp, there's gonna be fireworks. And you know, you know, iron, you know, iron sharpens iron, and it's I'm excited about that. So and then the other guys, they're very interesting. Not like they're not jumping off the the board in terms of like athletic ability, but they're all had really good careers in college. They were really productive. They were really, really good. And that's, that's their point. They're like, all right, let's, let's get someone that they, they are polished. They know how to play and let's just tune them in the right direction. You know, we'll, we'll see. I think Jaron Hall is a very interesting prospect. Um, I, I, like I said, it's a, it's a low risk flyer kind of a pick. We'll see. We've never seen Kevin O'Connell, this regime, kind of mold the developmental quarterback that they took. So we'll see. We'll find out. And then Dwayne McBride, great value in the seventh round. I mean, I don't know. Matt Anderson was or was talking about it. We don't know if he's going to make the roster. He doesn't really have that dual threat pass catching ability, but mm-hmm. he's intriguing. And the running back room is kind of murky right now. So we'll find out. I, it was, a, to me, it felt like a very, you know, down the fairway draft class, not anything too flashy, not anything too crazy or a massive gamble. 
Uh, so for that, I'm going to give it also a B just because like I, it, it has the, it's not like it's going to, it's hard to be upset with this draft class. I look at it. We only had originally going in five picks. We ended up with six. So we, That's we more, yeah, we, we yeah. came out with more and I, you increase, you know, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, we four, four on, on a, on day three, that's, you know, is what it is. But we knew like going in, we didn't have to mortgage anything. We didn't, we didn't sell out on the future on hoping that these picks have to hit. They don't have to be massive hits to be like crap, you know, or, you know, but if you sold out to fix the defense, what's to say it's, we're not already taking those steps. That's where it's like logic. The, the names of the players on your defense. I, I encourage you to look at Byron Murphy Jr. and look at his his tape a little bit. But I bit. thought you said like Patrick Peterson was awesome and Duke Shelley was awesome and Zadarius Smith is awesome. They they were awesome last year. Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks was not awesome last year. I never said that. Oh, so you hate I, Eric Kendricks. I okay. said he really fell off. Like he, he his play did deteriorate and he, that's why he didn't make the team because Is Daniel like, Hunter coming back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As it stands, like, you know, that yeah sounded a little unsure. Is no, that, he is okay. like he he's gonna be under contract. Like, can I say twenty twenty four and on? So maybe is, not. So is Zadarius gonna be under contract? <laughs> but uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't stop these guys. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out. I don't know. Um, so I I felt I mean I feel fine about it. It was a a, a no frills kind of a draft class, and that's that's totally cool. Like, I don't know. I I think that this offense is can be really really good. I'm excited for continuity and seeing, but I'm also like. I'm still in the camp of like we're probably gonna need to draft a quarterback at some point. We're gonna have to, uh, unless Kirk is extended, and even then, we're probably a good idea to draft one if Jaron Hall isn't. You don't find a fifth round gem, maybe I don't know. We'll Can't believe out. you don't believe in Jaron Hall. Hey, you know I you you look at him. He is a he's a gamer man. Like he he doesn't. <laughs> He is. You look at his. You watch. Watch some of the highlights. I know. What Luke, are you doing? Football. You play games. Luke, what do you need? You Gamer. know. Okay. You know for a fact. Like that is a, a very common thing to say. I don't know. I don't know what it, like what describe a gamer to me. A gamer is when when the play according to plan does uh-huh. or doesn't go according to plan. So the you opposite. Have to, of you have to ad lib. You have to improvise. Yeah. It's a, he is a he has a different a very different skill set than Kirk Cousins is that, that what we if know. They of. Brought him in to teach Kirk how to game. That's a win. That's a that's a positive. Yeah, I think Kirk. I think Kirk, Kirk has done that. Him out of you you looking at twenty eighteen to last year, you definitely see a stark contrast in that. Like you, we have seen Kirk improve in you know going off script and off schedule. If mm-hmm. plays don't work, he's gotten better at that. But I think Jaron Hall is someone that just naturally does that. He almost it almost looks like he he would rather have things kind of sandbox style of football, you know, background b- mm-hmm. backyard football. And so, um, I, I think Kirk's been drinking G fuel. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he could eating some Doritos. Yeah, it could honestly, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes. He's got a headset. That's not plugged in anything in all the films. No, no, no. Kirk, just... Kirk's, uh, Kirk's way of, you know, kind of letting loose is going from like that typical skim milk to maybe like 1%, God forbid two. Like he's like, yeah, I think if you tried, if you like forced Kirk to ingest G fuel, he'd die. Yeah. Like that, that level of caffeine is, is not meant for a simple man such as Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But you know, he's, uh, is what it is. Uh, all right. The rest of the NFL, it's, I don't really have a ton. We mentioned before, I personally don't love the 
the Cavalier by the the Texans. I think that that's probably not going to end up too well. I don't think it matters because it's the Texans. I just don't care about it. I think they're going to end up where you, they are in five years. Uh, you need to get some some props here. You haven't mentioned it yet. You predicting Bijan at eight. Yeah. Dead on. Yeah, dead on. I mean, that was dead on. that was a thing of beauty right there. I know. It was... Uh, and I and I was told by numerous people, uh, you and uh, and and Dustin made me feel mm-hmm. like, wow, that's that's not gonna happen. Branson, our uh, you know good friend of ours, Falcons fan, he was like, why the f-? He, he messaged me before, he's like, when he was listening to the pod, why the fuck do you have Bijan <laughs> at eight? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just think it's Arthur pretty, Smith and pretty valuable. And what did we see? Yeah, it was very valuable. And uh, Bijan Robinson at eight. So hey, I'll take it. I'll I'll take it. I. Uh, is right in that Dalton Kincaid, not a Dalton six. Kincaid. It's six. Yeah, that was a that was a choice. But the, but the Lions, like, I mean, if they would have taken Kincaid at what was it twelve or whatever they ended up at, like that would have been only a little bit more crazy than what they did. Yeah, maybe less. I don't know. Like Dustin was spot on that they were going to be wild. Yeah, and I, I think also too like. We positionally we were right on a lot of them. Uh, I haven't like looked down it. We were we were actually really right on Christian Gonzalez falling. Yeah, because he not, went not quite as far. he went to eighteen. I think. Yeah. To the the Patriots, obviously it was the trades happened, but we had him at seventeen. I mean that that was someone was like, wow, all right. And then Michael Mayer, obviously, kind of going down a little ways. He didn't make it in the first round. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, he he went up to the commanders. I remember that one. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, I mean, once you get towards the back half of the first round, we get a little weird. We did have the Vikings taking a receiver. Just, yep. uh, we had the one that went right in front of them. And, and to be fair, like Jordan Addison was there. Like I could, I could have taken, it was just out of, well, preference I, I, of the what I've watched up to that point. And if the Vikings wanted Zay Flowers more, we don't know. Yeah. You know, he went right yeah, in we have front no idea. of so that they just, you know, they're not quite sure. But yeah. yeah, I think I think we did a good job, all things considered. We were right in the Packers going defense. <sighs> yeah. yeah even, we were. even though if, if uh Jackson Smith Jigba was available, you definitely probably would have him taken, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for 100%, 100%. sure. 100%. Yeah. It's uh, what I want, not what I think is going to happen. We were correct in Stroud going to the Texans, just not in the right order. <laughs> um, I don't know. We I that was not that correct was correct about Will screen. Levis. That yeah, was tough. Yeah, Will Levis was interesting. I think that was like we one of them all a quarterback like that always falls. We just chose the wrong one and even then I don't think it, it would be nuts if we were to sit here and be like, yeah, Will Levis is not going in the first round. Like, that would be crazy. That, that would have been a hot happened. take. That yeah. would not have happened for in our mock. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was uh, – it, it is what it is. Like I said, no trades kind of put ourselves in a bad spot. But whatever. We always do that. Yeah, we always do that. And we're not – just because, like, manufacturing trades would be kind of hard to do mock-wise with, like, three different people's opinions as we don't know how the boards I think go. we should do trades next year. Fuck it. Let's, let's do something crazy. That would be – we can think about the logistics on that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, any other any other parting thoughts before we move off of the draft? Nope. For you. All right. Uh, Dustin, sorry. We're not going to get your opinions on the Bears draft because – I have Dustin's opinions, actually. He sent them to me. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, Dustin says about the Bears drafts, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. We needed, uh, checks page. 
tackle and we got one yeah they just reached on one. and uh <laughs> and i think that uh we're ready to go we're ready to win the nfc north all right dustin thank you that was great we're gonna we we have a we have a top six tight end yeah that we just drafted yeah yeah in la puerta is that laporta laporta yeah, yeah which is spanish for the toilet um <laughs> it's probably not but <laughs> sounds like it could be um yeah so thanks dustin yeah all right uh, well, we don't have, I think we're probably not going to have an episode next week, uh, unless something nah, we're crazy probably happens. we're probably go back to the bi-weekly. Uh, probably go back to the bi-weekly, um, kind of, as, and probably have, if we can, fill it with some interviews, but we'll obviously let you know beforehand. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at third underscore forever 10k where we post links for episodes each week uh or when they're actually posted uh, as well as clips from the episode highlights reactions memes uh news to the vikings packers and bears as well as the nfc north and the nfl as a whole if it is large enough and groundbreaking enough um thank you again to matt anderson for taking the time out of his day and be sure to give him a follow on any of his stuff or listen to his content if you liked his takes or if you even didn't like his takes and you just want to listen and, I don't know, yell at him at Twitter. I'm sure he likes that. I, I, we kind of like that. I don't know. Um, I think we're weird. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, as always, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined by co-host Kevin Olm and not producer Dustin this week. Kevin. No excuses, Joe Barry. Joe Barry.